I want to take you to a, a place that I preached at the rest home here in Ephesians chapter number one. Uh, but the Lord impressed this upon my heart once again, and then uh, I was able to go back and add to, and, and uh, I love preaching at the rest home. I love our rest home residence, and we get to go up to Olin Village and be a part there, and, and uh, it's just a blessing to be able to have service there with them, and knowing that they can't leave, and, but we, we can go there. Uh, <laughs> they can't leave. They're stuck. Amen. But we get to go to them. All right, so we get to go to them, uh, and it's encouraging. It's, it's, it, they encourage us uh, more than uh, I, I think than they realize. When we go in there Sunday morning, and before we're in there, the room's already starting to get full, and here they come. I mean, wheelchairs down the hallway, and walkers running into each other. It's like chaos. It's like watching real life Mario Kart sometimes, you know. Uh, and, and sometimes they cut each other off, and they murmur, you know. And and we get to hook up to them every now and then, and say, "Let me help." Yeah, let me get you down to the rest, get you down here to where we're going to be preaching at a little bit quicker, you know, and, uh, but it's, it's a blessing to be there and, and just be an encouragement to them. And I brought this unto them, just, just tried to be a, be a little bit of an encouragement unto them, you know, because they can't leave. And, and a lot of times that, you know, that they get dumped off there. Let's just say it like it is. A lot of times their family don't come visit them. You know, they're just there. And a lot of times we are the family. We are their family. We come there every Sunday with smiles on, and we shake their hands, and we greet them, and, and they're excited to see us. A lot of times we become their family, and a lot of times when you, when you go to the rest home, you know, you just want to encourage them sometimes. And the, I, I, you can ask my wife. I, worked up, I, I was working late uh, just the other night, and I told her, I said, I'm struggling. I said, I can't get direction on what to preach. And I had two or three messages that I was working on, and, and I had one halfway done. I'm like, oh, yes. And you, I was just typing away, going crazy. And then I stopped. And it's like the Holy Spirit said, no, not tonight. That's not what you're going to be preaching. So then I went back to this and just tried to encourage myself a little bit with what we're going to be preaching and teaching on tonight. And he says, that's it. But I want you to make a few addendums here and add a few things that you didn't bring out at the rest home. And we don't have much time at the rest home. Amen. So we try to preach as fast as we can, about 25, maybe 30 minutes. And we're just wide open, giving them as much as we can. But I want to do this justice tonight. And I'll do my best to keep my eye on the clock. I know you've worked. Uh, from the sun up and, and you're tired, many of you came in your work clothes, and I commend you for that. And that encourages me as an assistant pastor, but you don't know how much more so that encourages your pastor and uh, being faithful to the house of the Lord and just being here and being in your place. Uh, if you will, take your Bibles and turn over to Ephesians. Amen. I think I got all the butterflies in formation. Let's all stand to our feet. If you can stand this evening to Ephesians chapter number one, six verses here. And within these six verses, there's a lot packed in here. But I want to pull out four, four main things as we work our way through in Ephesians chapter number one, beginning in verse number one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Jesus Christ, grace be to you and peace from our God, from, from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. 
Verse number four, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, and we that, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Verse number six, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. And I want to preach this evening on, simply put, worthy to be praised. And he's worthy to be praised. Uh, we're just going to pull four things out just within these few verses that we just read of, of why we should be praising our God. But there's so much more that we can just begin to think and begin to list down through. And, and if we took just a moment and, and gave everyone an opportunity, you would have something to praise God for. Because he's been so good to us. And if I don't stop, I'm going to get too far into it. Let's do this. You can be seated. Let's pray. And we're just going to jump right into it this evening. I'll watch the clock as we work our way through these. These, these six verses this evening. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, Lord, once again for allowing us to be here. God, I pray, Lord, that you would, Lord, even now, Lord, have your word become alive unto me. And Lord, help me to present it and preach it in a way, Lord, that you've given it unto me. God, I pray, Lord, that we would connect with the people tonight, Lord, with your people, the congregation. And Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us, Lord, to hang on to every verse of scripture that's read. Lord, may we leave tonight encouraged and maybe even challenged tonight. Lord, whatever it is that we need as an individual, the great thing is you as an individual Savior can meet our individual needs this evening. God, help us, we pray, and we give you all the praise and glory for you're worthy of it all. In Jesus' precious name, we do pray, amen and amen worthy to be praised. And, and as we just read down through here in verses one through six, there's a lot packed in these few verses, as I just stated. And, and these verses will tell us uh, about some of the many blessings that we have from our heavenly father. So tonight, if you will, I just want to take just a few moments and, and I want to praise him and let you listen in just a little bit, if that would be all right. And if you, and if something I say resonates with you, well, then you can say amen, right? As we go along down through here, but if you'll go with me, and hang on with me here as we unpack these six verses. I'll have a lot of other scriptures as we work our way through, but I'll have them all on the screen as well so you don't have to flip back and forth. Martin Luther said this, the most acceptable service that we can do unto God and which, is, which alone he desires of us is that he be praised of us. And how true that is. If, Like I said, if we stop for just a few moments and begin to analyze our lives, we would understand that he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy of all all praise and all honor is due unto him for everything that he has done in our lives. In Isaiah 25 and verse number one, uh, Isaiah says it this way, our, oh Lord, thou art my God. I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name for thou hast done wonderful things. And we can all say amen to that. Thy, thy counsels of old are faithfulness and true. And Luke chapter number one, I love this. Uh, verses 46 through 47, Mary said, and Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my savior. And how true that is. Our heavenly father is worthy to be praised. And why is that? We could go down through a number of lists of things tonight of why he is worthy to be praised. But within these verses of scripture here this evening, beginning in verse number three through six, I want to pull out four main
main ones, and, and we'll hasten through these very quickly here, and we'll get you out at a good time, because I know you got to get up early and go to school and work, amen? So number one, very quickly, he is worthy to be praised because he has blessed us. In general, we can say, we can say that he has blessed us, and, but now let's, let's unpack it just a little further. Verse number three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And this verse may be the key verse of this whole epistle, and it happens in the third verse thereof. So it brings us to remembrance of some blessings that he has done, and the realization of the truth concerning our salvation always leads to to praise. And and like I said, if we'll think back to the day when which we got saved, something inside of us ought to bubble up and we should give him some praise. And and even on your darkest, deepest days, we can think back to the day when we were passed from death unto life and give him some praise during that time. There's many things that happen and praise and thanksgiving should always remain the prominent hallmarks of, of the Christian journey of our lives. We should always be giving him praise and always giving him honor because he's worthy of it all. Every single day that we have is yet another blessing from God. Every time you get to open your eyes is another blessing from God. And we said that a lot of times at the rest home, but a lot of times Stephen, uh, when we take in prayer requests, and Stephen will always raise his hands. He's always got a prayer request, and, and uh, he raises his hand, and he'll begin to talk about this, and he goes, oh, I just want to praise God because I got another day of life, but I know he's coming soon. He would, always, he would always remind us, oh, he's blessed me with another day. Am I right, brother Mike? He blessed me with another day, but I know he's coming soon. So while we have breath, Can we not praise him because he is worthy? We should not come to God's house simply to seek blessings for ourselves and to desire various things for ourselves or, or even simply to listen to sermons, but we should come to worship and adore God for who he is and what he is doing. Now, a number within this sub point here, he has blessed us in Christ. I want you to see this. Verse number three, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ is the key within verse number three. It is not who I am or what I am, but where I am that is important. And where I am is in Christ. And understand that when we were lost in our sins, we were of our own. We were in our own thing and we were in our own lives. But yet when we realized that we were lost and undone without Jesus as our Savior, realizing that our sins were going to take us to hell and we called out to Jesus for salvation, something miraculous changed in our lives. We, we passed from death unto life. We asked the Lord to save us. And, and in that moment, the transaction took place and, and we now become in Christ. And the great thing is when we are in Christ, there's a, a lot of other things that go along with that of being just in Christ. And every blessings that we enjoy as Christians ultimately comes through us from the Lord Jesus Christ because we are now in Christ. And Romans 6, 23, and know you not that so many of you were baptized unto Jesus, were, Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. And John chapter number one and verse number 12, but as many received him to them gave 
you the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, I think it would do us justice every morning to just read Galatians 2.20 and remember who we are and who bought us and, and who paid the debt that we could not pay on our own and just start off our day with thanksgiving and praise unto God because he's worthy of it. It would do us good to start off the day with praise instead of getting on our phones and looking at all the bad things that happened in the news throughout the night and all the terrible events that's going on. But can we just hit the timeout button and just give God some praise? And listen, and listen, if you begin to give God praise first thing in the morning, can I tell you your spirit will change? Your attitude will change. I've witnessed this, and no doubt you have as well. When you go to work on Monday, when you go to work on that Tuesday or that Wednesday, and, and you're excited to be there, and there's no other, listen, there's no other way to explain your excitement but God, amen? <laughs> but listen, you're at work, and you're excited to be there, and then that one person comes in, and they're just down, and Eeyore mentality, woe is me, and you're there to brighten them up. So, hey, but God bless us with another day. Hey, we're here, right? Amen. And you began to talk to them and begin to encourage them and be, to begin to be thankful for all these blessings. And you'll watch their attitude and you'll watch sometimes their, the transformation. They'll begin to think a little bit of, wow, I am truly blessed. I do it every day. There's lots of concrete drivers. And as they come to my truck, uh, you know, I'm excited to be there. It's six or seven in the morning. And these guys are climbing out of the truck. I'm like, brother, good to see you, you know. And you try to learn their names, you know, because they're not just, a per they're not just an employee. They're a person. They're a soul. In order, in order to me to be able to reach them, I should be personable. So I try to remember their names. And I'll, hey, good to see you, Garrett. Hey, good to see you, bro. And I, I call out their names. And man, so good. To, glad you're here here, man. I'm glad you're with me. You know, hey, let's just bump, the, let's throw the concrete in my truck. We'll throw it on the ground. We'll have a good day. You doing all right? Well, I'm barely making it. Oh man, but brother, God's given us another day. Well, yeah, he's given us breath. You drove to work, didn't you? And it's amazing how you began to count your many blessings and name them one by one. And what happens is the, the transformation that begins to happen in their lives and the change there. He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of it. I, I am not. It is not because I am worthy, but because of who Christ is and what he has done that I am the recipient of all of these heavenly blessings. And let's, let, me, let, me, let me dump down here to letter B, letter B with the sub point within this first point here. Uh, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Now hang on with me here for just a moment and we'll unpack this one here in a greater way. And I love this as I studied through this. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. We see this in verse number three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Remember when we get those in the position of in Christ, we have those because we are in Christ. Now get this James reminds us of this in James 1:17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variance, neither shadow of turning. And the word spiritual there in verse number three describes the source of our blessings. And these blessings are ours in Christ and are delivered to us by the Holy Spirit because He brings them to our remembrance. 
We have that still small voice that speaks to us, that Holy Spirit that, that pokes us and that prods us and that, that reminds us of some things that, and how we are truly blessed. But I began to think about this and, and how blessed we truly are. And, and if you unpack verse number three and, and, and really truly begin to dive through it, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Follow along with me. Who hath blessed us? I want you to notice the, the past tense there of hath blessed us. Get this now. Who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. There's too many times that we keep, we'll go to God and we'll ask for more of something. We'll ask for more peace or more happiness or more strength when God has already given us all those things. All we have to do is apply them unto our lives. Now, hang on with me here. Let me read a few verses of scripture and I'll have them on the screen. You you think about peace. We sometimes will pray for more peace, but God's already given us peace through Jesus. And John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We have the peace that passes all understanding. Listen, he's already, and he's already given it to us. Half. Remember, that's, that is past. He has already given it to us. And when did, he, when did we receive all of these spiritual blessings? When we become in Christ. So through salvation, we gain some things and some, some access unto a storehouse of blessings that we have access to. Well, I just jotted down three of them here. Peace. Next one is here's happiness here. John 15, 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. I love that verse. I love that verse. These things have I spoken unto you. This is Jesus speaking. Spoke unto you that my joy might remain. Listen, it's a joy that is, that, that is out of this world. Amen. Can we say it like it? It's a joy that's out of this world. And not only that, that, that we get his joy, listen now, that his joy might remain in us and that your joy might be full. That is the essence of full to the brim, not halfway. And well, I'm, I'm excited to be here, but I haven't told my face yet. Amen. Uh, there, there are so many people that walk around like that. They're born again. They are Christians. They are saved. They have a peace that passes all understanding and they have joy joy, not just any joy. We're talking about joy of the Lord. Jesus is joy inside of us that it might remain, but beyond that, that your joy might be full. That is up to the brim. That is excited every day that you get to live, excited every moment that you get to serve, excited every time the church doors are open. You're there. You're excited to sing. You're excited to be a part of a ministry. You're excited to do something that day for the Lord. Why? Because his joy is in you and it might remain, but then again, that it will be full. I love that verse. These are some blessings that he's already given us. Hang on with me. A lot of times we pray for that extra strength. And if you got children, you'll do it a lot. And I want to warn you young parents, never pray for patience. Hey man, you might get a John John. I love my boy. I love him. Where's he? There he is. But here's the thing. A lot of times we'll pray for strength, right? God's already given us all the strength that we need. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, not through myself, not through anything else, but through Christ, which strengtheneth me. 
So God has given us all these things. These are, these are past tense, and it's not that God will give us these things, and there's many others. These are just a few short lists that we put together. It's not that God will give us, that he has already given us these things, and, and all spiritual blessings, and, and, and it's the half blessed us, so it's the past tense, and, and we've got all these, and we've gained access, if you would, to God's cupboard of all of these blessings, and all we have to do is run to the cupboard and open it and access them. But too many times we keep praying for this and we pray for this and we pray for this. When God has already given us plenty of those things, all we have to do is use what God has already given us. God has already given us and, and blessed us beyond measure. And all we have to do is run to the storehouse that is supplied for us and draw from that storehouse that's already there. And I cannot tell you this, it's a storehouse with an abundant supply that never runs dry. And we can run to that storehouse on a daily basis, on an hourly basis. Hey, sometimes even on a minute basis, amen? We can run to the storehouse and get what God has for us because he already has blessed us with all these blessings. He's given us all these things. Our resources in Christ are not simply promised, but yet they are possessed. Our riches are, uh, Christ's riches are our riches and his resources are our resources and his righteousness is now our righteousness because we are in him and his power is our power. Why? Because we are now in Christ. We are a new creature. Behold, all things are new. Well, that old man has passed away and we are now found in Christ and finding ourselves in Christ, we are truly blessed beyond measure. I want you to think about this very quickly here as we hit number two. Number two, because he has chosen us. He's worthy to be praised because he has chosen us. Now, this ought to blow your mind like it did mine. Now, uh, look at verse number four. So verse number three talks about the blessings and in, in blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Verse number four, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. And I want you to hang on with me just for a moment because many would say that we receive all these blessings believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, but Paul goes a little further when he goes into verse number four. He talks about the blessings in Christ, but then he backs up to the beginning from the foundation of the world. And Paul, uh, that is not where Paul begins. He does not start with anything that happened in this world, but he goes all the way back into eternity before the foundation of the world. And that that's where he starts, as he, which he, which he is, begins to unpack these blessings in and how they were already established before the foundation of the world. Verse number four, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. He has chosen us. What a thought that a God who created everything, a God who spoke things into existence and they became a God who put the universe together, the God who put the stars in the sky and knows them by name and numbers the sand. He knows everything, but yet, 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 he has chosen us and he's chosen you. What a God that we serve. Why is he worthy to be praised? Well, number one, because he blesses us. Number two, because he has chosen us. Am I worthy to be chosen? Absolutely not. I have nothing to bring to the table that yet could benefit him at all because he is God Almighty. He can speak things into existence and, and with the snap of a finger, he can do things with a, his voice, things come to pass, but yet he does not need me. But yet from the foundations, before the foundations, he has already chosen us. 
I don't think we'll fully understand that verse, Brother Mike, until we get to glory. How he has chosen us before the foundation of the world. The cross, the cross was planned before the foundation of the world. Did you know that? There were a lot of things that were planned before the foundation of the world. First Peter chapter number one and verse 18 through 20. For as much as you know that we are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver or gold from your vain conversation received by tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot who verily was foreordained, hang on with me, before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in these last times for you. And I'm thankful that the cross was foreordained before the foundation of the world. That is how you and I are going to be accepted before the foundation. Get this now because of the cross, the finished work of the cross. What Jesus done on that cross was that in which allows us access to heaven, to glory, because all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. The Bible says that there is none righteous. There is none good. No, not one. None of us can earn our way into heaven. Second Peter here, I got two verses on your screen here. God wants everyone to be saved, and I'm thankful for this. Second Peter chapter number three and verse number nine, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. Can we stop right there? And I'm thankful that God always keeps his promise. That ought to be shouting grounds. There's another praise right there, right? He's worthy to be praised. Why? Because he doesn't break a promise. I'm human, and I will break my promises. Let's just be honest. Things come up, situations arise, but I'm thankful that with all the chaos that goes on in the world, God is still faithful and true, and he has never yet broken one promise. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering. Can we pause right there and say he's worthy to be praised tonight because he's long-suffering? Hey, he was a little extra long-suffering for me. I don't know about you, but I did not live uh, the greatest of lives, but he was long-suffering. He, he was long-suffering, which means he dealt with me for a while, amen? He, he, he held on to me for a little while. Let's continue on. As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And I'm thankful for that. Now, I remember the day when I got saved right down here at the New Peace Life Center. Amen. And pastor's little closet right there in the upstairs. I'll never forget the day when my life was transformed. And I'm thankful that he was long suffering. I got some funny stories I can share, but I'll hold on to those for a later time when we have more time about that first three services that we came and visited Calvary. Second Timothy chapter number one and verse number nine, uh, who hath saved us and called us with a holy call and not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus. The next three words or four words before the world began. Now understand that he's worthy to be praised because he's chosen us before the foundation of the world. Number three, very quickly here, I want you to see this. Look down at verse number five. So not only he blesses us in verse number three and all of our blessings are in Christ. We get those blessings while we're in Christ. But, but verse number four, uh, the, verse number four, according to that, he had chosen us before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him. And then let's look at verse number five for just a moment here. Having predestinated us unto the adoption. Oh, that's a big word right there. Of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. And our adoption is perhaps the highest expression of God's love toward us. 
that he would adopt someone like you and I. Not only does he choose us, but yet he also adopts us. And you know there is a difference between chosen and being adopted. Oh, I can choose someone to come and to live with me and my family. I don't know if you would like that or not. It's continual chaos. It is never a dull moment, but I can choose you to come and live with my house. Who would want to come live with Brother Brandon? Who? You're next, right? But here's the thing. There's a difference between chosen and being adopted adopted. Because you see, there's a transformation that takes place when an adoption takes place. It's not only you're being chosen to come live. Oh, no, no, no. But now the adoption, and then when the adoption happens, you now become part of the family. And I'm so thankful of that right there. I want you to look at a few verses of scripture here that may be a little smaller on your screen, but I want you to listen to me as we read them down. First John chapter number three, and I'm hastening here. First John chapter number three and verse number one, behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Romans chapter number eight and 15 through 17. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again unto fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. I love this verse. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. I'm thankful tonight that I not only can call him daddy, I'm thankful tonight that I can cry out unto him, Abba, when I need to run to that storehouse, I can say, Abba, I need help. Hey, Abba, remember this. I'm in a situation. Abba, we get to run to God. Why? Because he is our father. We have been adopted into the family whereby we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, hang on with me here. Here's where it gets better. Hang on. Verse number 17. And if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. We become heirs and joint heirs with Christ the moment we got saved. How about that? That's where all the blessings come from in verse number three. As Paul began to write this letter, he greeted them, but then he began with the blessings and we get those blessings when we are in Christ. And then he begins to unpack a little bit more as he works down through here and encouraging the saints. And this will to encourage us tonight as well. Not only has he adopted us, let me hit you with this last one here and we're done. Verse uh, number four, uh, because he has accepted us. Look at verse number six here and we're almost done. Verse number six, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. I'm glad tonight that I can tell you that we are accepted. And A.W. Tozer, I found this quote and I love it. We are saved to worship God. All that Christ has done for us in the past and all that he is doing now leads us to one end. And what is that end? Worship. Because he is worthy. He is worthy of all of our worship this evening. Jesus, we see Jesus staggering up Golgotha. I want you to hang on with me for just a moment. Here, uh, Matthew 3.17. I think I had that verse on your screen. Matthew 3.17 uh, tells us, uh, it's a singular verse that I pulled out here. Right after Jesus was baptized, we hear God saying something here. And, and lo, and a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We see Jesus fast forward here in his life. We see him staggering up Golgotha. We see him nailed to a cross. And we see that he is rejected, despised, and hated, and spat upon, and scourged. And we cannot conceive the agony 
agony, the suffering, and the shame that were involved. And the father is looking down at his beloved as he endures all of these things. Remember, this is his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. Why? Because he is accomplishing the father's will. Hang on with me here. And that is the measure of God's love as the apostle Paul expresses it in Romans 8.32. The Bible tells us this, that he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall we, how shall, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? First Corinthians 15, 10, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Let's say that first part again, by the grace of God, I am what I am. It's not of me. I'm not a self-made person here tonight, and, and there is nothing good in me. If there's anything that you see good in me, it's because God put it there. It's not of me, and I am what I am because of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. And we're done this evening here, and I just want to leave you with just these simple thoughts that he's worthy to be praised. Amen. He truly is. And as we read down through just these first six verses in Ephesians, we pull out so much, and each point that we have tonight can be its own individual series or sermon. There's so much more that we can unpack of each one of these of how we are adopted, we are chosen, and we are blessed. And all of these things culminate together to one thing and to one end, and that is to give him praise and glory because he's worthy of it all. Imagine for just a moment, if you will, a billionaire with a B is riding through Union Grove. I don't know why either. I think he got off the interstate at the wrong exit. But imagine, if you will, he gets off the interstate and he goes up to the 7 Maybe he needs gas, right? He's going to the 7-Eleven and he sees a young lady and a young man, teenagers, sitting outside of the convenience store, tattered, torn clothes, worn down, they're dirty. And he rolls in there in his nice Mercedes or maybe Bentley. He has, a, he has a Bentley, right? And he rolls in there. And he gets out and he sees these two teenagers, one boy and one girl. Now, we're talking about a billionaire here. And he looks at them and he talks to them. And he asks them a few questions. You know, you, got, you, you guys live around here? You know, do you live anywhere? Do you live around here? They said, no, we don't, we don't live around here. Where do you live? You're just hanging out outside the convenience store in the middle of Union Grove. There's nothing going on here, you know. It's not like just the hangout spot. And they replied, no, sir, we're homeless. We don't have a home to go to. You see, sir, we're hopeless. We've been in and out of the foster care for many years, and no one accepted us. No one loved us. And now here we are trying to make it on our own. Well, this billionaire looked down at these two who were seated outside of the convenience store and said, what if I made you an offer that you can come live with me? I have a big house, lots of rooms. I don't need them all. What if you could come live with me? And they, they looked at each other for a moment. It didn't take much time. They said, yes, 
Somebody's going to invite us to their home? Yes. He, that he's going to choose us to go live with him? Oh, absolutely. I want to go live in a billionaire's house, right? And see what it's all about. So they jump in this Bentley and they travel down to this man's house. This man not only invited them into their house, he has chosen them, but now he begins to love him, love those two, that boy and that girl, like they are his own and treats them with love and with care and blesses them beyond measure. Their eyes can't behold everything that's been given unto them. They can't fathom the amount of love that this man has began to show unto them. And they thought to themselves, why us? Of all people, why, why us? Why us? Why did this man choose to love us and bless us and bring us into his house? But then one day he surprised them with a set of papers. And there were adoption papers. Some of y'all ain't getting it. Some of y'all ain't got it yet. Some of y'all got it. He surprised these young teenagers with adoption papers, and they said, why would you want to make us part of your family? He said, because I love you. I love you. Like you're my own. And I'm thankful that when God met me down there at that little church, I couldn't fathom and understand what God's love truly was. It's hard for me to understand that he would love someone like me, that he would claim me as his own, and yet that he would go above and beyond all that and he would bless me, call me his own, and adopt me into his family. But he did. Hallelujah. Is he worthy to be praised? Oh, yes. If that's all he ever did for you and I tonight was adopt us, we could praise him forever. But he does so much more than that. Heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. Heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment. We'll have a moment of invitation here. I just want to remind you tonight that he's worthy. I know sometimes our jobs take a toll on us. Family takes stress on us. And we're stressed out beyond measure. But can I remind you tonight that he's still worthy to be praised through every circumstances. He's worthy tonight. Maybe tonight was just a simple reminder. I don't, I don't think there was necessarily a challenge or a hook in this message. I just want to praise my God for what he's done in my life. how he brought me from death unto life through salvation. And then being in Christ, he blesses me beyond measure. How long has it been since you truly stopped and began to count your blessings in your life? I'm talking about the small ones all the way up to the big ones. Not just the big ones when he shows up in the last second when the bill's going overdue. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every moment that we get to open our eyes, every moment that we get to embrace our husband or our wife, every moment that we get to look into our children's eyes and say, thank you, God, for blessing me with my children. How long has it been since we stopped for just a moment, cut us off a piece of ground, and began to praise him for who he is and what he has done? because he's worthy tonight.
But not only tonight, he's worthy tomorrow morning and the next day and the next day and the next day. Do you realize in eternity we're going to praise him forever? So I say we get a head start tonight and begin to start really praising him because he's worthy. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed for just a moment. You may be here tonight and you're unsure of your eternity. You don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. You cannot testify unto any of these blessings that we talked about tonight because you're not in Christ yet. Well, I'm thankful that you're here and there's no coincidence of why you're here. You see, just like God knew and chose us before the foundation of the world, he knew you were going to be here on a Wednesday night service preacher was going to be gone, and this young man who don't know how to preach that well was going to be able to tell you how worthy he is to be praised. You're here tonight, and you're unsure of your eternity. You don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. I want to invite you to do one of two things tonight. Number one, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you'd be so bold to raise your hand and just say, Brother Brandon, I'm not sure of my eternity. I'm not going to call you down by name. I'm not going to go back and pull you up to the front. I just want to pray for you. If you're like that here tonight and you're unsure of your eternity, you'll slip up your hand. I want to pray for you tonight. I know it's Wednesday night. I know this is our normal, normal backbone of the church. You're, you're, you're always here. But there may be one who's unsure. I just want to pray for you tonight. If you're watching by way of live stream, there's a number across the bottom of your screen right now. And there are people waiting by the phone lines. And if you're unsure of your eternity, you'll, you'll pick up that phone and make that phone call. There'll be somebody to answer it and be able to talk to you, pray with you. It will take the Bible and show you how you can be saved. Church, maybe, maybe tonight it'd be good just for us to give him some praise. I want, even now, I want you to pause and not think about what you're going to do after the service. Don't think about what time it is. For the next moment, for the next one minute, one minute, I want you to solemnly begin to think of how blessed you truly are and ask yourself, is he worthy to be praised? Run down the list. You got a house, place to live, air conditioning, heat in the winter, food on your table. You got a vehicle to drive, gas in that vehicle, a job to go to, friends and family, your husband, your wife, your children. Truly begin to search your heart and truly be thankful tonight. And then ask yourself, after you run down that list, is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Oh, yes. He's worthy tonight of all praise. Think about it tonight. 